Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. <laughs> we are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. And we are recording. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since I have graced myself with the Mind Poppers basement. Um, I think, what was the last episode we did? Oh, yeah, it was the whole cancelling thing with Today FM scandal. Um, the episodes obviously have just been so kind of like erratically coming out at the minute because... Um, two minutes, I just want to turn up my volume so I can hear myself. Yeah, so the episodes have been kind of erratic the last couple of weeks. Because I've just started back in full-time work. And of course it is soul crushing. I'm trying to get back into a rhythm. Where I'm able to. You know. Do. You know. Work full-time. And do a podcast. And not kill myself. So it's a real. It's a balancing act. Um, so yeah. The episodes are coming out. Kind of here and there. They're still coming. You know. It's just like irregular scheduling. Um, not that we care though. It's look. Some of the best things. In nature come from freak occurrences um you know what something and you see, the th- my problem is I've, I've been away the last couple of weeks to two airbnbs with a big group of my friends my problem is though i can't remember if i spoke about going away the first time because we have just been going on mad one like a mad, it was a mad one um so like my brain free, feels really fried and I don't have a whole lot of memory in regards to either of them. So I don't know what I've told you and what I have not told you thus far. First one, anyway, I won't go into it that much, but we had booked an Airbnb in West Cork. It was incredible. I'm telling you, the best thing that I got from this pandemic was Airbnbs. I'd never done Airbnbs before this. And obviously while we're all doing our staycations or whatever, which again is a horrible word, but what we were all doing it, I've really found the the beauty in an Airbnb. And it's actually something that when I'm going abroad, an Airbnb is probably what I'm going to go for first before like hotels and, and rentals and all that shit. Um, yes, yeah, so the first time we went to Airbnb in West Cork, it was like this yoga resort um, on a mountain. It was called Juice Mountain Farm. It was a yoga resort, but they obviously can't run the yoga classes or whatever right now. So they had decided to like for the first time to put it out as an Airbnb. Oh, it was incredible. Incredible. Um, Like up in that yoga studio and all that. Well, now I can tell you the owner was not one bit pleased when because um, the yoga studio was above like the main house. She was not pleased when she came to the courtyard. And I guess it was around <laughs> 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, and looked up to her yoga studio and <laughs> saw the windows blacked out with blankets because we were still on a mad one. 
Um, but then the most recent one that we went on to, which was the most recent bank holiday, the June bank holiday, um, we had gone to fucking Thorless, Thorless up to Tipperary, which, you know, it was, a, look, I know, I'm not shitting on, on Tipperary, um, but when people are like, you know, when you're going like, oh, I'm going my holidays, and I'm going my holidays, and people are like, where are you going, and you're like, oh, uh, Thorless, and people are like, oh, you know, it was, it was a hard pill to swallow, but we, we arrived there anyway, back out of nowhere and I don't know what it is about Thurless okay in Tipperary because we went there and the place was like a fucking ghost town like I felt like you were when you walked around the town and it's got it's even a shock to call it a town but when you're walking around it's like you're on set of some movie because there is just fucking nobody in Thurless at all no one's in Tipperary. There, nobody there. And it was ridiculous. We're trying to get a taxi, right? One of the girls, Alice, um, like me and all the lads had arrived at the, the house, the Airbnb, and Alice had to come up on the train and there was no one to collect her because we'd already started a mad one. Um, trying to get a fucking taxi from that train station in Tipperary. Now, I haven't even seen this train station in Tipperary. I'd say it's run still by fucking cold. That's dire of it. Um... Couldn't get a taxi. Called called this fella now. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm just out for a walk there. Did you call me back in 50 minutes? What a fuck. I'm telling you, the people in Tipperary, they don't want money. They don't want your business. Um, It's a ghost town. But the Airbnb was amazing. Again, it was a steal. Like if you have a group, we had about eight people going into this like big gated place. It's, it was either owned by... Um, the what you call it, the ambassador of mm, now it's an Asian place. Where was it again? The ambassador of some Asian place beginning with S. It's escaping my memory. Singapore. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I want to say Asian. Singapore. He was either the ambassador to Singapore or the ambassador of Singapore. But he had this like big, huge old farm mansion all decked out. The gardens were beautiful. There was like fountains and ponds and like Buddha heads and all that kind of like, you know, real Zen shit all over the place. Um, the interior of the house was like, yes, old farmhouse, but it was almost kind of more like Downton Abbey. Like there were chandeliers, big draping curtains. You would have seen it in my Instagram story. And like I said, then the kind of courtyard surrounding the property, which was all ours. Um, was you know that kind of layout when when you see in a TV show or a movie where it's like the perfect kind of little, kind of little perfect little walk for um for plotting, um you know plans revenge petty stuff, um talking behind somebody's back you know planning how you're going to get back at somebody, um it was really that kind of kind of Game of Thrones kind of thing and was really really into it. So yeah, I, I cannot recommend enough for you guys to get onto this whole Airbnb thing. Mm, it's so good. Um, now, the only problem, I guess, with that place was... Um, there was this, like, one door in the house that was, like, kind of barred up. And it had, like, a little plaque on it saying, do not enter. And it had, um, like, a padlock on it. Kind of very similar to, if you ever watched on Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House... That kind of vibe, that kind of red door vibe. Now, again, the, the Friday night we arrived up there was still rocking on, like Brother John, until half 10 a.m. again, okay? Um, so, 
I mean, look, I, I was in a state where my brain was so fried that I could have seen a ghost. I could have seen a ghost walk right past me and I wouldn't even have, I wouldn't even have blinked an eye, you know? Demon could have came out of that red door and ate me whole, at my whole, and I wouldn't have, I would not have felt a thing. Um, it was a little creepy now, all right? But, oh my God, I'm telling you, look into Airbnbs in the countryside for a mad one. Get a group of friends because... All of these country Airbnbs, like Thurless, like you've no neighbours, you can be as fucking loud as you want, you can rock on as long as you want, you know, it's incredible, um, no one's going to call the pigs. Now, speaking of the pigs, um, we've probably seen being shared around on social media these last couple of days or whatever, because there was an article in, I think it was at the Irish Times or the Examiner, I want to say the Irish Times, but basically it was talking about this... Um, I guess, new power that would be granted to police, to the pigs, to check or to like demand the, the password for your phone so they can go through your phone. Which, of course, is everyone, you know, freaking out. And rightly so, you know, on that pretense. Um, you know, a lot of these pages sharing on Instagram or whatever. And then, you know, people being like, fuck the pigs, it's gone too far. Um, you know, which, sure, because the police have a very bad rep right now in Ireland, you know which has been kind of heating up since this whole COVID thing. I mean, look at the, the, I should stop calling them the pigs, but the Nanyanti have had a bad rep in Ireland for quite some time. I think a lot of us, the majority of us, I would say, are very distrusting towards the Popo. I am, for sure. You know, you just don't trust them, you know? Um, and I guess tensions then have been rising with the Gardaí in Ireland, you know, again, with the pressures of COVID, so we've that, we've resentment building there. You had the George and Kencho case, tensions again only rising. Um, I actually heard a story on 96FM in Cork. Um, I was listening to that fucking shitty opinion line with PJ Coogan while I was working this morning because I'm working from home. And there was this woman, this grandmother in West Cork um, who was arrested because she refused to wear her mask in boots. She refused to wear her mask in Aldi. And after she was escorted out, she tried to sneak back in. And she had tried, she had done the whole no mask thing again in another place. So they arrested her. She's in her 60s. They arrested this grandma, um, took her to court. She refused to wear the mask in court. <laughs> So I think she was sentenced, I think they sent her to jail for a weekend to soften her out. Didn't work anyway, because she did it again another two times. Um, I think she's going before the courts again. Um, and her response to the courts and to the Gardaí was that she doesn't believe in the COVID regulations, one, and two, that only God can judge her. <laughs> I respect you know in terms of like you know she's a bit of a thug <laughs> um but yeah obviously so things are not great and I don't think they have ever been great with with the police um and the public relation in Ireland um they can do all those fucking Jerusalem dances all they want um but yeah so going back to this whole article in the Irish Times I want to say so on further inspection, it appears to be for all of us, all of us who are freaking out about like, oh, the pigs can just like take our password and go through our phone because we all got shit 
on our phones that we'd want to see. Now, it doesn't matter, look, we mightn't have anything incriminating in terms of like, you know, dealing drugs or buying some crack or, you know, eliciting, you know, prostitution or anything like that, you know, on, you know, the vast majority of us are on the dark web, like buying children and watching red rooms and all that, like we spoke about on that podcast with Jenny. But still, we all got shit. Everybody got a picture of their booty hole, you know, in their fucking camera. That that you don't need the popo of all people to be seeing. Because, let's not forget, the popo... Remember, there was that issue going around where the popo were sending... Now, was it the Irish police or the UK police? Sorry, I'm just so not that informed. With sending around that, that girl's nudes and didn't she end up taking her own life? Was that the British police or was it the Irish police? Look, anyway, birds of a feather. Um... So I don't need, you know, Nagarthi, Shiakana, sending around a picture of my booty hole to every fucking Garda station from fucking Mayfield to Store Street on Dublin. I don't need that. So yes, we were all on high alert. Now on further inspection, it's looking like that the only time Nagarthi would be able to ask for your password or uh, demand your password for your phone is if they already have an existing warrant for you. You know, like a warrant to come in and check the gaff, that kind of a warrant. So, I mean, look, while I'm not happy really with giving Nagardi any more powers than they already have, because if you ask me, they already have too much. Um, look, it's not as troublesome or foreboding to me that in terms of they can only ask for your password for your phone when they already have an existing warrant. Because for the vast majority of us, you know, unless they have eyes on you for some particular reason or you're a suspect of some sort of crime, they're probably not going to have a warrant. So, you know, we can sleep that bit easier. You know, it's not full full authoritarian society just yet. Um, now it would be interesting something that I've always wanted to know um, and I'm not going to dwell on this for too much longer but something I always wanted to know is I wanted to see in front of me in black and white what are my rights in ter- when it comes to the Gardaí what can they ask me for what can they ask me to do what can they not ask me to do what can they not ask me for because I feel like there isn't a whole lot of information about this from the Irish government and I feel like that's kind of deliberately so you know, I don't feel like a lot of Irish Gardaí are doing things by the book. Now, it might be interesting for me to actually hunt down someone who can ha- I can have on the podcast who I can ask these questions to and actually find out what our rights are in terms of the Gardaí. Now, I know a lot of you probably don't care, but I know there's a lot of you party animals out there that will care and would like to know that. So maybe that's something to look into. And the only reason I decided to talk about the the pigs on this episode was because I was at a party Saturday. I was at a party Saturday. Very small party. There's only about eight or nine of us there. Um, Don't worry, it was all safe. Um, And I'm not even sure what time it was. I was, God, I was, I was gone. I was wasted. But it was actually, it was definitely before 1 a.m. Half one at the latest. But the Gardaí rocked up. That is why I'm talking about this. Yeah, the fucking Popo came to shut shit down. Um, and look, it was definitely not a wild party. And the par- we were out in the fucking countryside as well. So it was obviously one of the neighbours who narked. Um, but we were out in the countryside with the music playing in this kind of shed at someone's back garden. 
big shed now, like a proper garage thing. So we had the speaker going, obviously, in there. And we'd gotten, you know, drunk. I had started off with, I bought eight cans, but it was like four cans of White Claw, four cans of Gordon Gin. And then I had a bottle of champagne and I, I mixed the champagne then with orange juice for mimosas, whatever. So we were on a mad run. Um, I was wearing these like real baggy jeans, do you know? Which I, I don't wear a belt with them because I like a kind of a Y2K moment where my booty, as in my jocks, can be seen when the jeans sag a little, okay? And this will, will play into the story more. So they're like, if I can't really have anything in my pockets or the pants will fall down, you know? I'm always kind of having to lift them back up or whatever. So of course I was pissed, like rattled. Um, and the pants would just, we'd be dancing like, and my jeans would fall down to my ankles, like, and just be in my jocks. And like, you know, I keep dancing for another five minutes before I pulled them up. Like I was, I was fucking, I was gone. Like, you know, I can give a fuck who saw what. Um, and then, okay, so we were at this girl's house and she has a pool. So we went, we were like, will we go to the pool? And I keep in mind, it was fucking freezing. This wasn't a heated pool. This was like at 1.30 a.m. Okay, it was Baltic. We we're in the water. We decided, yeah, we'll all just strip down into our jocks. And we got into the pool, had a few drinks in the pool. Got out of the pool anyway. I haven't had no jocks because they were just obviously soaking. Um, and I needed something because I couldn't free ball it in those jeans because like I said those jeans were prone to falling down every five minutes and I didn't want my little pecker to be like the topic of conversation like when we went back dancing or whatever in the shed so I asked the host I was like look is there any chance you'd run in grab me a pair of jocks or something because I know she's brother she's a father like just grab me a pair of clean jocks or something will ya so she thought it would be funny to come out with a pair of like satin knickers like this kind of copper color not my color um satin pair of knickers panties whatever you want to call them so I put them on, you know, I was going to take what I was given. Um, I would have rather a pair of jocks, but look, I was going to take, and then these things, okay, they barely, they did barely, they did a real shocking job of keeping balls in. I tell you that much, really, really bad. Um, I was like, um, what well, was a scary movie, like Coach Man, Miss Man, when she crosses her legs and her like balls come out of her shorts. Um, so my balls kept falling out. Okay, which was obviously, look, it was just a lot going on. So whatever, I pulled up my jeans. I now had these um, satin lundies on. I went back into the shed for a mad one. We were back partying, back dancing. Um, so grand, the people are kind of like in different areas of the place, whatever. All of a sudden, and I didn't even know this, but Nagardi rock up to the joint, like pull up, like speeding up. So everyone runs in a couple of directions. Some people hide in bushes. Some people run into the house and hide. I didn't even know the Gardi had rocked up. So I was in the shed with one girl and another girl either side of me, dancing away right by the door. So the door opens, all right, to have two fucking Nagardi torches in my face, right? My pants drops. Because I've, I'm not holding it anymore. Because I'm like, what the fuck is that? Drop my pants. So the Gardaí Shiakana opened the fucking door. Um, of this like kind of like shed garage thing that we're in. Shined the torch on me. They see two girls either side of me. And me standing in the middle. With my jeans around my ankles. Wearing these fucking copper satin knickers. Panties. With my fucking ball bag hanging out the side. <laughs> 
and the guards were like, put your pants up there, put your pants up there. Like, they were getting, all they were getting was fucking ball sack. Like, their eyes were meeting my ball sack. Put your pants up there, and they closed the door and left. <laughs> so I don't know what they thought that they had walked in on. Um... But you know what? I was a little scared as well because you hear these stories about the guards, especially in the States, you know? Like, you just don't know. These trigger-happy pigs. Um, now, I'm telling you, if I had my gun with me, I wouldn't have hesitated. I would have blown two holes in those coppers' heads. You know? No problem. Um, and, like, you just, you just don't know what they're going to do. Like, you'd be afraid. Do you know? I definitely would have drawn first anyway. And it's, I'm telling you now because I just... You, just, you see, you don't know with the pigs, really, what's going to happen, do you? Like, if they put me in coughs now and try to cart me away back at the back, back, back at the back of that paddy wagon, I would have fucking gnawed through my own hands and fucking clobbered the two of them to death with my bloody stumps. Um, no way I was going back to that fucking jail cell in a copper pair of panties, okay? I'm pretty enough as is, okay? I'm not, like, that's like tying a bow on it. Of course I'm going to get fucking taken, um, down the jail cell if I walk in like that I'm going to look like some transvestite hooker you know um, but yeah you see that's the thing you just I just you just don't know what the guards do you um, and it's because you want you want to be all talk to them as well don't you you want to be like kick out the door and be like where's your fucking warrant bitch do you know that kind of a thing? Like, are you allowed to open this door without a fucking warrant, PC Plum? I don't know. You know? So I can't really protect myself because I don't know my own rights. Um, because, right, we, we, were, we had a party during the summer. So maybe was it last summer? I, I don't know. Was it, No, it was probably sometime this year. Anyway. It was a couple of months ago, I think. Um, and the guards had called up to one of my friend's houses. And... Um, they had said at the door, because, like, they weren't allowed into the house, like, fuck that, um, you're not invited, pig, um, but they said at the door, right, to my friend, they were like, if we have to come up again, we're gonna, we're gonna tell people that we smell weed and we're gonna come in and search the house. Now, they were, they weren't smelling weed, but they had told us that they were gonna come and tell us, you know, use a lie. Like, we're not going to be able to prove that they didn't smell weed, do you know? Um, just so that they come into the house. So there's definitely a lot of shady shit going on, for sure. Um, but you know what? Enough about the pigs. I'm sick to my teeth talking about the pigs. Um, what I came across, right? Um, I was talking to my friend, my, my friend Kyle's girlfriend, Alison. Um, the other night I'd sent her a text because I'd come across this article, which, you know what, to me, it was just something very interesting. It's something very interesting about, I guess, the history of Ireland or, or that kind of a thing. Now, it's not terribly, it's not terribly as boring as it sounds. Um, but I thought it was some interesting food for thought. But before we get into it, the mind popper of the episode, let us quick pay some bills and take a quick commercial break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, and we're back. So when you Google, and I've done this, when you Google Ireland and you're like, kind of I guess googling like safety tips for like traveling to Ireland I was just doing this one night board to see kind of like what the rest of the world like how they perceived Ireland or whatever so under kind of like this category of like dangerous animals you know like what animals should you look out for in Ireland the most dangerous animal we have to offer for tourists is just stray dogs really that's what it says you know it's not like Australia with like fucking well I mean Australia everything's going Australia is going to kill you but Ireland's not like that but it reminded me of hearing something um, about Ireland. And Ireland used to have this big apex predator, which was the wolf. And, and Ireland used to be full of wolves. And it's really hard to imagine <clears throat> that now. But um, I, what, what sprung it to mind was because I remember seeing... Not sure was it maybe last year. Actually, it could have been two thousand and nineteen. But basically, it, w- it was someone from the Green Party, which, if you're outside of Ireland, is a just another odious little political party, which I guess is meant to be all for the environment and stuff. But if if you look at their track record, it's very much not that. But um, they were kind of in the talks about nothing serious, but they had spoken about reintroducing wolves back into into the Irish Irish ecosystem and I guess rewilding the wild because most people don't know this but up until I think maybe the last wolf sighting in Ireland was around maybe 1718 something like that it was something in the 17s anyway as in 1700s not 2017 um and basically Ireland had this big massive wolf population it was actually the grey wolf um that lived in, in Ireland and an abundance of them so much so that travelers you know back in the day we're talking like 1500s 1600s 1700s when travelers came from Wales and Scotland they had they would actually refer to Ireland as wolfland because Ireland was so full of these big wolves in the countryside and whatever um, and it was actually interesting. <clears throat> you you know that the dog, the the Irish Greyhound. No, sorry, the Irish. Is it Irish Greyhound? Let me do a quick Google so I don't embarrass myself. Irish. Yeah. Okay. So the Irish Wolfhound. So you know that dog, the Irish Wolfhound. The kind of big, a big dog, kind of like usually kind of grey and kind of shaggy. So those dogs were actually bred by the farmers and would live on the farm with like the the people living in the farms because the Irish wolfhounds were there so at night time when these big grey wolves came you know out of the forest to kill some of like the cattle the chickens whatever to eat 
the Irish wolfhounds then, that, you know, belonged to the family, would fight off the wolves and chase them back into the forest. I had no idea until, until I looked into all this that that is what was going on, you know? It's hard to think of Ireland having any big apex predator. You, we really don't, you know? Like, the scariest thing we have in Ireland is, um, like, house spiders, um, Gemma Dorothy, maybe? Um, but yeah, so this was, it was really, really interesting to me. And of course, Irish Wolfhound, I never put the two and two together. Irish Wolfhound, of course, makes sense. Um, but that's what the Irish Wolfhounds were bred for in Ireland, was to defend the farms from the wolves at night. Um, and I mean, like, attacks from humans to, to wolves were very few and far between. You were... Like, I'm sure you're much more likely to get attacked by a stray dog than you are for, for one of these grey wolves. Now, the grey wolves could be quite big. They could grow, I think it was anywhere between, like, three feet to, to six feet in length. Now, a six-foot fucking wolf, that's a, that's a big dog. You know, so they're bigger than dogs. Um, and they actually have twice the twice the biting power of, of your average dog as well. Um, But anyway, so I think uh, in, in researching... Yeah, so I said that the last grey wolf in Ireland was spotted like in maybe 1718, that kind of way. Um, and they had actually, they didn't go extinct by way of fucking, you know, like just the, the circle of life. They went extinct by, and let's hear it for whom? The Brits, you know, the Brits, who else? Um, I think it was during the Cromwellian reign in Ireland. They were offering people money to go and hunt down and kill all these wolves they wanted the wolves eradicated i guess basically to protect the farms or whatever or protect the livestock so they had all these wolves hunted down and killed all of these wolf cubs all of the babies hunted down and killed mercilessly and they did that to the point of extinction they hunted and killed this the grey wolf in Ireland now keep in mind there were so many of these creatures like they were never endangered in Ireland they were killed and killed to extinction which really is a dark and bloody stain on the history of Ireland if you ask me one of the many um but of course I mean look I'm, I'm sure it wasn't all the Brits fault but I have to believe it was the majority of their fault which was sad. And then there was talks of obviously bringing the wolf back into reintroducing it into the wild. Now, there was nothing more than talks. There has been no further discussions since the Green Party mentioned it in 2019, as far as I'm aware. I'm all for it, to be honest. An animal that was hunted into an extinction, whether they're an apex predator or not, have every right, if not more right, to the Irish land as much as we all do. Um, so I'd absolutely be in favour of their reintroduction. So I was talking to my friend the other day, I was like, imagine if they do end up reintroducing the grey wolf into the Irish countryside again. Imagine, imagine the drama. Imagine, because you know the way, I don't know if your towns are all like this, but your towns have like these like discussion groups on Facebook, like we have the Cove discussion group. Like, I just can imagine that being a light, a fucking light, with people being like, oh, wolf spotted down there by Super Value. Wolf down by Gary Super Value. Everyone be safe. Do you know, it's going to be full of that shit. Do you know? Or like gossip going around the small towns now being like, oh, do 
you know, Jacinta's young one. Jacinta's young one, yeah, she only turned two last week, yeah. Wasn't she taken by a wolf? <laughs> Do you know? It would be just full of that fucking shite. <clears throat> now, look, in saying that, like, I've just, you know, told all of you guys that I've been away on fucking mad ones. Do you know, in the Irish countryside, the last two bank holidays. So, it's kind of like that, have, adding that fear of fucking, you know, going on a mad one. You know, being fucking just like, just rocking on like Brother John. And just being fucking like, incapacitated. And then adding on, I guess, the extra fear of, right, am I going to like encounter a fucking grey wolf? You know? Now, like I said, the wolves, very, very, very little kind of instances where the wolves would attack people. They really had no interest in it. They did, the, the grey wolves did not seem to be vicious by nature. Um, and we are not appetizing to eat for them. Especially not in the state that I've been in some of these weekends. At all. Um... But still, like, can you imagine it? Imagine when you're walking home pissed after a night out and you run into a fucking wolf. Like, <laughs> I'd be the kind of person, if I'm if I'm fucking rattled enough, would be like, come here. You know, that would be me. But then if I was sober, oh my God, the fucking smoke. There'd be steam coming off the back of my Air Force because I'd run so fucking fast. I'd break the speed or the sound barrier, 100%. But in saying all of this, I am totally for the reintroduction of the of the grey wolf back into thing. And you know what, if anything, it would just spice things up. It would just spice things Because every other country in the world has got some shit going on. Do you know? And what does Ireland have going on? Look, we all have the COVID thing going on, whatever. And then we have obviously a, a highly corrupt government who has sold this generation's right to own property. Um, um, among a plateau of other things and other ways they've just bent us over and fucked us up the gicker. Absolutely. Um, if you ask me, people should take to the streets and burn them all. But... Ireland needs something going for it. The last thing Ireland had going for it was, remember a couple of years ago when the Irish government accidentally legalised pills and, <laughs> and like, MDMA. <laughs> Which is one of my fondest memories. Um, it was, like, Christmas Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Halloween, all in one fucking weekend. Incredible. But, um... Ireland could use a little global scandal just to, you know, put us back into the into the tabloids of the, of the globe. And I think the reintroduction of this apex predator would be the perfect thing. But basically the argument for um, reintroducing the wolves, I think, was basically to rewild the Irish countryside, but also to, I guess, kind of naturally control the deer population. Um... So, yeah, but you know what? I'm definitely going to be the little twink that cried wolf. Like, imagine when you're out walking at night and you're having a smoke and you're paro off your head, thinking, that, like, every fucking stray dog you see down the road, and because I, you know, I don't go out wearing my glasses, so my, my vision's terrible when I'm out walking. Every fucking stray dog you're going to see at night, like, a couple of fucking metres down the road, you're going to be like, what? Oh, my fucking God, wolf! You know? You're going to wake the whole fucking hood up. 
because you're going to think that there's the, like I, I know I for sure am you know like I won't have a fucking I won't have peace in my I know I've never had peace in my life there's always something but this I guess I do you know what I do I thrive in chaos though as much as I say I don't never have peace in my life I do thrive on the chaos um and I'd welcome it I'd fucking welcome that <laughs> and do you know what the worst thing is I get no sympathy I get no sympathy from my friends or family I've read them all too much you know being a performer um being hilarious um and loving a good read of people you know in a fun way when you read people for 15 years consecutively they do I think become a little cold to your pain and suffering um so I mean I could have a wolf fucking latched onto my neck dragging me down the fucking cobble street and everyone, the lads wouldn't blink a fucking eye. They'd tell me to walk it off, do you know, miserable cunts. Um, so, yeah, I do know that if the wolves do come back to Ireland, that I am kind of pretty much on my own. But like I mentioned earlier, Irish wolves, wolves play a really big part in Irish folklore. And I suppose, like, which we probably heard about a lot as kids, but kind of like looking back now, being like, why was there a lot of folklore around wolves and then of course realizing okay well Ireland was actually full to the brim of fucking wolves at one point so I was reading this thing on emeraldisle.ie um it was called the moon callers who walked the forest of old Ireland ancient Ireland was said by some to have been plagued by a particularly large and fierce breed of wolf and men would sometimes go to war with them or call them to war alongside heroes and champions. They would even make so bold as to attack villages and towns, and a grey pack of them assailed Coleraine in the year 1650. Now, pity wasn't fucking Rothcommon. Pity that Rothcommon wasn't wiped out by the wolves in 1650 would have done us all a fucking favour. Um, to battle these fierce wolves of great cunning and speed, were bred the Irish wolfhounds, a mighty breed of dog which can grow to the height of a man's shoulders. But older stories yet claim that wolfhounds weren't bred to hunt wolves at all, but a darker sort of beast, which was part wolf and part man. Irish ha- or Ireland has a big history of this thing of the werewolf, and people, I think it was, what is it, in Irish mythology, I think like the king of Ossory, he, him and all his descendants had the ability to transform themselves into a wolf, like a werewolf. And you can see kind of a lot of, um, I guess, a, a kinship between the Native Americans in America, um, the tribes, and the old Ireland, like the, the Druids and the Celts or whatever, you can see a real kinship there, kind of a real kind of similar kind of nature-based spirituality, which I thought was very interesting. And we, what we loved to see was, um, remember this year, was it last year, people were like doing a big like GoFundMe in Ireland to send money over to, I'm not sure if it was the Choctaw tribe, but it was anyway, it was going to some Native American charity. But because the Native Americans back in the days of the famine had actually sent money over to Ireland hundreds of years ago um, so there is that kind of kinship there which I love another um, story um, it was like an older legend recounts how three werewolf women came forth from a cave once every year 
during the harvest to slaughter sheep and other livestock and who were finally lured to their doom by music and massacred. Now this story, okay, this legend was taken so seriously that they even came to the attention of the Vatican and received the seal of Pope Urban III, perhaps the first ever tale of the werewolf recorded in Christendom. You know, so it's mad. It is mad. All of this shit, Ireland has such a deep, weird history and folklore that is so fascinating. And it's a pity that a lot of it gets lost, you know, because not all countries have that. Like America doesn't have that. All right. America, the Native Americans have that. Americas don't got that. And I guess to finish up on this week's random episode, um, Love Island is back on the 28th of June. That's confirmed. Now, I know. Do we care? We do. Because we've been trapped in long enough. This will give us something to keep us going. Um, If you haven't watched Love Island previously, I recommend that you do. It's something to get lost into for an hour every night. Um, It also does build a sense of community when everyone's watching it. I will more than likely be back on Instagram doing the Love Island after show. Um, excuse me apparently this year they're looking for disabled people and LGBTQ people for some sort of diversity or whatever Um, so look forward to seeing that Um, again I'm not thrilled with Laura Whitmore's behaviour these last few weeks but we're going into a new season so we will forgive and forget Um, I think how long are we recording? we're going on 40 minutes alright that is me Um, with the Mind Poppers podcast if you got something to say, you can write to me at mindpopperspod at gmail.com. Or alternatively, you can find me at mindpopperspod on Instagram and Adam Rileo at Instagram. In the meantime, stay woke. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 